0: breaking news from The
1: Athletic. Hi, this is Lindsay Jones from The Athletic and I'm joined today by Nashville columnist Joe Rexroad with breaking news. Hi, Joe. How are you?
0: I'm good. Just, uh, you know, a quiet Tuesday in the NFL.
1: All right, let's get right into it. The NFL has its first COVID-19 outbreak in Tennessee, where three players and five other employees tested positive on Monday, a day after beating the Minnesota Vikings in Minneapolis. The Titans have shut down their facility through at least Saturday, putting this week's game against the Steelers in doubt. The Vikings, too, have sent everyone home while they conduct additional testing and contact tracing, although Minnesota has yet to return any positive cases. All right, Joe, so walk us through the timeline of what happened with the Titans when they first became aware of a positive test within their team, and then what happened next.
0: Hey, Lindsay, so Saturday morning, and this is before the Titans head to Minnesota, they, they became aware of the positive results uh, involving, as you said, outside linebackers coach Shane Bowen. He's really the de facto defensive coordinator of this team. There is no one with that title, but he is their defensive play caller. Uh, so Shane Bowen was isolated. Uh, the t- team went on to Minnesota. They played the game. I think a lot of questions arise immediately around that, but that's how it went. Uh, they played the game. You and I on Saturday were in contact, of course, Um uh, knowing that, um, you know, something had gone on with the Titans in terms of, I guess, an emergency of some sort. Um, But, you know, it was Monday before Mike Vrabel uh, revealed that, you know, Shane Bowen was not with the team. And then Vrabel uh, and and you and I were both on on his call, his Zoom uh, news conference with reporters, basically said the Titans have followed all protocols. You know, at that point, there was nothing else to report, but it was Tuesday morning. Uh, more positives came back that the all the people you mentioned, all separate from Bowen. So five, uh, five staffers, three players. So that's a test they took Monday and then also took the um, well, you tell me the correct exact phrase on this, but the short term test, the 15 minute test, right? That's what I call it, 15 minute yeah. test.
1: Yeah. So there's these really extensive protocols about if there's a positive test, what comes next, how many different layers of tests, there's a PCR test and a, um, and then the rapid test. But yes, yeah, so we have confirmed all of these tests are confirmed positives. None of these results are the false positives that happened around the league earlier this summer.
0: Right. So now there is, you know, so then more tests in the 24-hour variety, the, the traditional tests have been taken, those results uh, you know, we'll we'll be out tomorrow morning. In the meantime, it was before 6 a.m. Actually, a lot of people already in the Titans facility at that point. Of course, you know, medical staff deals with all this stuff, gets the results, you know, made the call to basically clear out the building. Now, other people still had to show up during the day and take their test. But the people who were there this morning very early were sent home. Um, you know, the medical staff stayed on site and, and did more testing. And so now the Titans await those results. And of course, they await the NFL's call, which they really have no say in, but in terms of what they're going to do with this Titans Steelers game on Sunday.
1: So this is a developing story. And I know you've been on the phone and sending texts all morning. But what are you hearing from people that you're talking to in and around the Titans organization about what might come next?
0: Well, I can tell you that if this turns out to be the Titans coming to the building Saturday, doing a walkthrough and playing the Steelers the next day, there are going to be a lot of unhappy people in that building. Understandably so. Um, but if that's if that's the case, they'll show up, do the walkthrough and play. Um, you know, I think basically at this point, it's just a lot of wait and see and, and really not even certain about the divulging at this point of the identities now that may be today i'm not totally clear on that either and neither are the titans at this point on because obviously there's there's another round of testing results to come <clears throat> excuse me in the morning but it may be and you and i have talked about this also lindsay that you know today we find out the result uh, the identities of the players who have positives but it's really just very much wait and see and i think hope that there's an equitable result here that doesn't, I mean, I guess I have a hard time imagining that the Titans would be in that situation with the Steelers practicing normally and the game stage. I mean, I would assume that the NFL would try to, you know, to to level that playing field, so to speak. But uh, a lot of, basically, Lindsay, a lot of just what is going to happen for them, just like us in the outside world.
1: Yeah, well, indeed. I mean, this is really the first major challenge to all of the NFL's COVID-19 protocols. And this is really now where we find out what is the league going to do? That's been the big kind of question out there that nobody's had answers for because, you know, they kind of skated through training camp in the first, you know, almost three weeks. Of the season without an outbreak, and it was remarkable, honestly, that that hasn't happened. That their positive test numbers have been so low, considering that they are not operating in an NBA or NHL-style bubble. That they, you know, that players are living at their homes, they're, you know, operating their normal lives in the communities. Their kids are at school. All of those sorts of things. Um, but we kind of always knew that this was a possibility. That it all it would take was, you know, one team. You know, a couple of positive cases to potentially throw, you know, not the not not the whole season, but a week's worth of games into question, because it's not just this Titans Steelers game; it's also the Vikings Texans game. And when the NFL released its schedule back in April, they didn't build in a ton of contingency plans. Uh, these teams do not have the same bye weeks. You have to look through. Well, could you know? Could you rearrange other games so that you know this Titans um, the Titans Steelers game could be rescheduled for Week Eight? Do they look at moving it to Monday to just get one extra day? There's a lot of contingency plans now and things they're having to work through. The NFL built a advisory committee that's um, a group of ex-players, ex-GMs, ex-coaches who are working with Roger Goodell and his senior staff to make these sort of decisions because they decided that there would be too many conflicts of interest with the actual competition committee because those are guys who, you know, it's Sean Payton and Mike Tomlin and John Elway and, you know, active head coaches and general managers who, you know, have rooting interest in what's going on. So they have this extra, this outside committee. So that committee is convening. They're going to talk through all of this, figure out what's, at what point do you postpone games and how do you postpone them? Do you just move it to, you know, the first week in January? They have flexibility with the postseason calendar, but these are some really big questions and then the other the other thing that's going to happen next is a really close examination of the protocols how did this outbreak happen it doesn't need to be a game of gotcha of saying oh this guy you know he really he really messed this up for everybody but the NFL and the NFL players association they laid out very clear rules about behaviors that are prohibited and set up a punishment schedule. And that's in the form of fines for things like going to bars, um, riding in Ubers, uh, hosting a house party or attending a house party. So if any of those things were violated, we could see repercussions and punishments. But then more so than that, I think it's this just really goes back to the idea of what does testing do and how much does testing solve things or keep, keep people safe? Clearly, testing did not work alone in this case and if you've watched any games through the first three weeks of the season you've seen some pretty lax protocols in terms of mask wearing social distancing so you know what dr alan sills he's the nfl's chief medical chief medical officer excuse me what he's said all along you know since july or even further back than that is that you know you can't test your way to safety and testing is only one layer of this. It's also about face coverings. It's about hygiene. It's about social distancing. And at some point, there was clearly a lapse in some of these protocols. So I want to see if they're, if they're going to change, one, the, the frequency of their testing, if they're going to add game day testing. But then also, if there's going to be new mandates around some of these other things, specifically around masks and specifically now if players will be required to wear them on the sidelines in addition to coaches. Thank you so much for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics' new headline section for much more on this story. To get access to all of the Athletics' great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash newspod, where you can join for just $1 per month.